There are so many beautiful businesses and brands out here that just do not use Instagram to its fullest. They are posting, you know, bad quality photos. They aren't using their stories. Their captions are terrible. And I'm like, oh, if only people knew how to write captions, how to post photos, how to take photos for their brands, their business would be booming because the quality of their food or the quality of their product is so good. They just need to reflect that online because essentially your Instagram is your digital shop front. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Homeworker Law and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello. On today's episode, I was lucky enough to be joined by the lovely Monique from The Socialista, who is dominating things on Instagram in regards to all things real. She's grown her account so much since she started implementing a really strategic reels-based strategy. And she's actually got her own course about it as well. So in this episode, we talk a whole bunch about how she actually got started in digital marketing, how she decided to turn that into a business, and then the power of reels. And she convinced me, like, I'm ready to go and create my first reel. The only problem is I'm, like, heavily pregnant and my energy levels are fairly low. So anyway, it'll be something on my to-do list. But I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. She has such a lot of wisdom when it comes to creating an engaging Instagram strategy. And she has, like I said, her own course. She's an Instagram coach and she's fully booked out. So she's a in-demand lady. Enjoy this chat. And I'll also give you a heads up that we only have a few episodes left of the podcast before I will be resting it for a bit and going on maternity leave. I will be recording an episode on my maternity leave plans and kind of what my business will look like over that period and how I'm going to deal with taking a break and all that sort of jazz. But we have a few episodes left and then we'll be going on hiatus for a little while until I feel ready to come back and start recording again. But I'll keep you updated on when the last episode will be released. And in the meantime, enjoy this chat. Okay, I have Monique here with me. I'm so excited. Monique, can you please tell people who you are and what you do? Of course. So I am Monique. I am the founder and creator of The Socialista. And we are a social media management, Instagram coaching and content creation agency. So we work with small businesses and brands, mainly personal brands in terms of coaches, service-based businesses to help them stand out and make a larger impact on Instagram. We do this mainly through content, through posts, and through just building your confidence in terms of the way that you show up on Instagram and the way that you show up to your audience to really draw them in and become your clients to turn those followers into dollars. And you have got like such an engaged presence on Instagram. How did you grow this business and how did you decide that that's what you wanted to do? You're passionate about Instagram and obviously it was something that came really naturally to you. How did you kind of decide to turn that into a business? It's so funny how this came about, actually. I I was at uni for three years and I studied communication and media. 
And I just got internships in social media roles. And essentially, I would go out for roles that were to do with writing. So maybe a digital editor or a blogger, whatever that might be. And I ended up just becoming the social media person. So that happened twice for an internship. Oh, like the young girl will know what to do. (laughs) She'll know. She'll know. So I just kept on getting funneled into that. And then I went for a full-time job. Oh, actually, I finished the internship, finished the part-time job, and I was like, I am done with social media. It is so time-consuming. It sucks up your life sometimes because you need to be on it at a certain time. You need to be engaging all the time. You need to be doing all of this stuff. And I'm like, I, that is just a lot of work and it is very on all the time. You don't get a break. You don't sleep as a social media manager, right? So I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do that. I want to be in writing. I want to be an editor, et cetera. I applied for a job as a digital editor at this company here in Sydney. And I went in for the interview and I, and I showed her the experience that I had, that I was going for this role. And I actually, she offered me a job as their social media coordinator. And I was like, no really really which I was super stoked because it was my first full-time job at the time I was like you know what I'll take it it's fine um and it was really great but also very time consuming it was like you know when everyone else got a break you know I was there creating content I was there doing stories doing posts and all that kind of stuff and it got to a point where I was at this job and I didn't like the culture I felt so out of place um I didn't feel like I had the right direction I yeah it just wasn't a place for me and I was like I really want to help small businesses because I come from a small town in Sydney called Camden and there are so many beautiful businesses and brands out here that just do not use Instagram to its fullest they are posting you know bad quality photos they aren't using their stories their captions are terrible and I'm like oh if only people knew how to write captions how to post photos how to take photos for their brands their business would be booming because the quality of their food or the quality of their product is so good they just need to reflect that online because essentially your Instagram is your digital shop front and that's something that I teach my digital my social media and Instagram coaching clients that you know, people connect the value of your products, the value of your service or of your food, whatever that might be in your business, to the quality of the content on your Instagram page. If the quality of your Instagram page, if you look at the Instagram page from the outset, your digital shop front, if it looks like it is clear, concise, if it looks like it has a flow, if it looks like there is, you know, a theme behind there, your audience is going to respond and going to be like, I want to work with that person or I want to go to that restaurant. I don't know about you, but every single time I go out for dinner, I always check out their socials first. Do you do that as well? I look at the menu online because I like to know what I'm going to have. (laughs) So, and if I don't have a menu online, I'm like, well, I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) Give me what I need to know. I'm like, I want to know what I'm going to eat. Yes, I feel you. But I'm always one to be like, people like, okay, where, where are we going to go? Where? Where are we going for lunch? We're we going for dinner. And I'd be like, okay, let me go on Instagram. I don't go to Google. I don't go to anywhere else. I go to Instagram and I type in a location tag. I type in a hashtag or I type in a few keywords that I think will come up for small businesses that have cafes. And if their Instagram is great, their food looks great on Instagram. And then I check out their menu and it resonates with me. You've got a customer. Mm. But if I go to the Instagram page of this one account, they haven't posted in about a year. and um, my boyfriend and I were like, yeah, let's go there. And we're saying Instagram page. I'm like, they haven't posted in a year. Did they close because of COVID? I'm confused. So we didn't end up going. 
lo and behold, lo and behold, we walked by the other day and they're open. And I'm like, I'm so confused. Why are you not open on Instagram in terms of posting regularly and things like that? Because you essentially just lost a customer because you didn't post on Instagram. Mm. But I walked by and I'm like, okay, you're open. I'm very confused. So yeah, just really utilizing the power of Instagram because it is so powerful to build your brand and let your audience know what you do and allow them to know, like, and trust you so they can work with you. And so you have this passion. You're like, great. I'm in a full-time role. I'm not really getting the direction or the mentoring that I need. And I'm passionate about helping small businesses. There's a difference between having a passion and a hobby and turning that into a business. So what sort of steps do you then take to think, okay, I'm going to set up a business. I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to get clients. Like, what does that look like? First, I I started slow. I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself to make it happen straight away because I was still kind of testing the waters to see if this is is exactly what I wanted to do. So I got a part-time job in social media, again, (laughs) for a local business, but I also started um, this on the side, essentially like a side side business, a side hustle. Um, And from the outset, I told the the part-time job, I was like, I'm not accepting the full-time offer here. Mind you, the money that they offered me was crazy. And I was like, no, I'm sticking to the <laughs> I want to start this business and I want it to work for myself because I know the power that it has and I know the impact I can I can have. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to do this as part-time, start my business up as we go and then go from there. So my first client was actually a family friend of mine and I was doing her social media for a few months. And then I got someone else who was also a friend of a friend. I got her Instagram. And then from there, I started building up my Instagram page. So I opened up my Instagram page the day that I decided I was going to make this something that I was going to make money from. Not just a hobby or something that I did, but something I was going to actually put out there into the world. And taking that first step is scary. It's like, well, what will people think? What will people say? Will they judge me? Will they say, oh, look at Monique. What is she trying to do? I was like, you know what? Feel the fear, do it anyway, put it out there. So I did. I created the Instagram page. I created my own logo on Canva. I didn't have a website. I just had my Instagram page. I did my first post saying, welcome to the socialista and basically said what I was about. And in that first post, I kind of put my money where my mouth is and I generated an audience. And in that first post I had, when I posted, I had zero followers. By the time I had the post up a day later, I was engaging with my audience, finding my my dream clients on, on Instagram, and I had 40 comments on that first post from the get-go. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's really just about, okay, finding your tribe on social media, who are they, and then fostering them essentially every step of the way. So, yeah, turning into a business, well, from there, a side hustle. And then once I started gaining more clients and I was like, I cannot handle this anymore. Mm. Social media is a full-time job. So at that point, I was just a social media manager, handling people's accounts, um, creating content for them, captions, scheduling content, et cetera. Then I decided to quit my part-time job. And that part-time job actually ended up becoming a client of mine. So I didn't lose them, (laughs) which was great. Um, They ended up becoming one of my clients um, and I see them quite regularly as well. Um, And then, yeah, I became, it's now been a year and three months since becoming full-time as a socialista. And around that same time, I also became an Instagram coach. So I shifted my business slightly 
I now have brought on an employee. I have two subcontractors that work for me and we work together to do social media management for my clients, which my employees and contractors handle. And then I focus on the content creation for clients as well as course creation for myself and Rise with Reels and Instagram coaching for small businesses and coaches and service-based um, businesses and things like that. So That's how it evolved. That is amazing. So are you client-facing any more directly handling accounts or is that all done by your employee and some subcontractors? Partly both. I do. I am very, it is hard to let go. It's almost yeah. like my babies. I've fostered these Instagram pages for years now. Um, so I am slowly learning to delegate more, <laughs> <laughs> which is a trait that I feel like all business owners need to really harness in order to scale and evolve, right? You can't do things in your own strength. And that's what I'm definitely learning. So yeah, essentially I work with my social media manager. We set out the content pillars. We set out, okay, what are the key things we need to hit this month for this client? For example, Mother's Day is coming up. What do we need to do for Mother's Day in order to make this a winning month for this client? And then she goes away, she creates the content. I have all the photos and the videos there ready to go. She just writes the captions. She puts in the right order, does all the hashtags and schedule them, schedules them all out. I then go in and approve them all. I edit them again and make sure they are all aligned with their values and their brand goals. And then they go out on social media. So it Amazing. is quite kind of like I, I do have an overseeing hand over what goes across in terms of the direction that it goes in. But then, yeah. I have her trained up, ready to go to be able to create the posts so that we can work as a well-oiled machine. And what was the time frame between putting out that first post on Instagram and turning it full-time? Yeah, so first post was August 2018. Full-time was July, uh, full-time was January 2020. So about 16 months-ish. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, so pretty quick though. Yeah, but in that time, so part-time I went from, I launched it in in August and I was doing three days a week at this part-time job. I cut it down to two days a week in April. So just like, I don't know, eight months, six months, eight months later. Yeah. Two days, but essentially I was working full-time hours for the Socialist Star while doing my part-time job and doing little bits and pieces while at my part-time job as well because, you know, social media doesn't sleep. Um, And then it just got too much for me where I was just like, I physically can't dedicate these hours effectively to this business, to what they need me to do while also growing my business at the same time. And like truth be told, I should have quit a year year before I did. It was more so that I had grown to love the people that I work with. I loved the family that was created and it was just really hard. I felt like I was letting them down. And I'm a, at that point, I was very much a people pleaser. I didn't want to let people down. And when I beat the bullet, my business skyrocketed. Mm. Literally, I know that two months later, COVID would hit and would change everything. But in a way, it actually helped my business grow more than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're kind of known as the go-to girl for reels. That's where you've really hung your hat on really taking that. And I mean, I'm still, I haven't created my first reel yet. So I'm a virgin reeler, but <laughs> what, what do you love most about reels and how quickly did you identify that it was something that you were like, this is going to be what I want to niche down on? Great question. So reels are like this secret superpower that people need to unlock. It is something that is, 
that can be unlocked quite easily when you know what you're doing and you know what direction you're going in, right? It's almost like, you know, it's like anything that you do in life. If you try to do it in your own strength, sometimes you can do it, sometimes you can't. But when you learn from other people, you know exactly what you're doing. So a little bit of a background. I was at uni and I studied communication media, but I majored in digital media and journalism where we learned video creation, content creation, how to create something that is going to draw your audience in, which essentially is Reels. So Reels is just a short form version of video marketing. So essentially myself and Alicia, so Alicia is my co-creator of Rise of Reels. And she comes from a very similar background in terms of she did um, video and TV production. So we put our skills of video production into Reels and our audience started to love it. They started to, we were creating them to promote our own businesses, our own coaching services, our own social media services. And people were messaging us every single day saying, how did you create that reel? What was that transition that you did? How did you do this? What was that app you used for that? And the messages just became way too much to handle. And obviously, we saw that there was a need there because it was such a brand new feature and people were still trying to figure it out on their own. They were doing things that wasn't working. How do you get the text to align? How do you stay in the same position, et cetera? So one day Alicia rang me up and she's like, hey, so you know how you're awesome at Reels? You know how I'm awesome at Reels? Let's give our audience something that they really want because you're booked out with coaching, I'm booked out with coaching, and we're mainly focusing on Reels in this coaching session. So why not make a course that is going to help as many people as possible to unlock this this power to bring their business more money, more eyeballs, more sales, bring them everything they need because... There's no better time than right now to grow on Instagram and my page is an exact testament to that in terms of utilizing reels. Yeah, because how, so explain some of the growth that you've had as a result of utilizing them. Yeah, so when reels first came out, it was August and that is also when my second birthday was. So my second business birthday, I created my technically second reel. Um, The first reel was more so, hey guys, it's Instagram reels. How cool. (laughs) (laughs) but the second one was an actual thought out okay I'm going to I'm going to do a transition it's going to be epic so I had someone record me and I had the number two written in confetti on a table and I reverse sped up the video so that it looked like I was turning this mess into a number two but backwards and it was awesome and it was to a song that was really popular at the time to this day people will be in the car people will be at the gym they'll hear the song they'll be like Monique, it's your song. It's the Socialista song. And they'll do the dance that I do inside the reel and they send it to me and I'm like, this is awesome. But essentially the day that I posted that, I was at 5,000 followers. I had just hit 5,000 followers on my second business birthday. Today I am on 44,000 followers. Wow. And do you think that that's mainly because of reels? It's reels because in that time I've posted maybe five actual posts but then like 50 reels. One of my reels hit 1 million views. Wow. Um, all of my reels, yeah, they they all hit above 20,000 views each one. And so many comments on all of them that it is hard to keep up sometimes. But, yeah, it's just reels. The way that I like to look at reels is that it's a way to show your audience something that they haven't seen before. So before Reels came out, I felt like I was kind of coasting through Instagram. I was just posting photos, doing stories, but it felt very static. Mm. I didn't feel like I was connecting with my audience. It just felt like, here's a post, engage with it. Whereas Reels, there's motion to it. 
there's emotion to it. There is, you know, you're giving them something other than just a photo. You're giving them your personality. You're giving them an insight into who you are and what you do. So with that, your audience is able to know, like, and trust you. Therefore, that brings in more engagement. That brings in um, more comments, more reach, more brand recognition. There are so many of my clients that, for example, I have a client, they're based in the UK. They were creating reels and it was it was doing okay. They were getting about, you know, a few comments on their reels. But the moment they switched their reels up to give value while entertaining their audience, they hit the jackpot. Their, their comments went up to 46 comments per reel easily, easily, easily. So the key here is to make sure that your reels aren't just like, hey, guys, happy Monday. Here are my favorite things to do today. No. You want, <laughs> you want to be creating reels that give your audience value while entertaining them at the, t- at the same time. I get so many messages and DMs from people saying, wow, I love your reels because I feel like I'm, I'm entertained. I feel like I'm watching something that I really want to watch while also getting so much value out of it as well. People sit there and they say, I hang for your reels. I wait because I know what time you're going to be posting them because I post at the same time all the time. And yeah, they wait for my reels to come out because they know that it's going to be, they know what to expect from my reels because I've done it so often. So yeah, creating that expectation with your audience. Yeah, I think though, that, so that just it blows my mind that how much growth there's been in your business and in your Instagram following because of this one feature on Instagram. But what comes to my mind, I'm like, what the F do I, how do I come up with these content ideas? Like, so I'm sure that's one of the main questions you get is like, I don't have that creative brain that knows what yeah. my audience wants to hear. And like, you're obviously someone that content is just second nature to you and you're always thinking about new and creative ways to get your message out there what about people that don't have that skill and it doesn't come as easily to them what I would say is to make sure that you are social listening so social listening essentially means that you are going to have your ear to the ground whenever someone is doing something on Instagram so say for example you get a DM from someone saying hey I saw that story you did the other day about XYZ. Can you tell me more about that? Or let's just say you do a Q&A on Instagram stories and you say, ask me anything. And you've got questions coming through. I want you to utilize those questions that you get and turn them into reels, right? Because chances are if one person is asking that question in your DM, in your comments, in the question box in your stories, more people also have the same question. Now, That is one way if you have an engaged audience that is going to ask you questions regularly. Another way that you can do it as well is one I do really recommend, especially for my coaching clients, is to do some market research. So book in some free discovery calls with some clients and really ask them, where are you? Where do you want to go? And what are you struggling with? What is holding you back from reaching that goal? And then you can create content around that because there are so many times we think, okay, our target audience is person A, person A does X, Y, and Z. But when you do that market research, you actually realize your target audience is person B who talks about JFK, right? So it's, it's really about understanding and having those conversations with your audience to see where they are at. And don't be afraid to go on your DMs. And for example, if you see there's, there's your ideal client on Instagram, send them a DM. Hey, um, I love your Instagram page. I'd love to know more about what you do start a conversation and start to understand where they're at. Let's just say, for example, you are a copywriter. You see an Instagram page um, that that sells baby toys. 
And let's just say, for example, they're your dream client. I would send them a DM. Hey, um, absolutely love your products. Um, I'd love to know more about how you started. Start building that relationship. Start building that conversation. And then go in and just ask them a few questions. Hey, do you mind if I ask you a question about, you know, where where you want to go in your business or just, just getting some more value from them so you can understand, okay, what is my messaging? What is my key message here for my audience? And how can I turn that into a reel? So when you have a reel, you need to have a hook. Your hook is the most valuable part, the juiciest part of your reel. Your, your content can't be, okay, I'm going to do a reel about my favorite apps on Instagram. Okay, cool. No one really cares about your favorite apps. They care about apps that are going to help them do something, mm-hmm. right? So if you've done your, your, your research or you've spoken to your clients or your audience and you've realized that your clients really struggle with, let's say, for example, they struggle with creating creative content. Here are, my, here are the five best tools to help you create, um, create scroll-stopping content. How much more juicy is that rather than saying, here are my favorite apps on Instagram? Yeah. Well, like, mm, okay. Whereas it's like, it's going to make your audience stop their scroll. You're turning the focus of the message from you onto them. Because essentially we're all selfish people, even though we don't like to it. We want to learn about things that are going to improve our lives or improve our productivity or whatever that might be. So the second that you turn me to you, you automatically ignite your audience and you change it around. And so you're going to want to put something like how to do this to do X, Y, Z. There needs to be a purpose as to why you're posting this. You can't just be here are my five favorite apps. Yeah. What about those apps? Are they are they interesting to you because of this? Do they help you do this? Does it help you achieve this goal? So really thinking about, okay, what are my audience's goals? What do they struggle with? And then creating content around those pain points and those goals. That sounds amazing. But I also then think your videos are so well produced and put together. What sort of time does it take you to go into like creating a reel? Like give me give me a ballpark figure on from go to woe concept to like pressing publish. What yeah. would be your time frame involved? I would say from start to finish, concept, finding the song, getting everything ready, props, outfits, etc., recording, writing the words on the on the reel, captioning it, adding your cover photo, taking your cover photo, editing your cover photo, posting. Um, it can take, it is, it is very normal for it to take a whole hour to get all of that done. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like a whole day. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. A whole hour. I would say from start to finish conceptually, like the whole shebang, one whole hour. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I posted a reel. It took me 10 minutes to conceptualize, plan, find the song, record. And then it took me about how long? It took me 15 minutes to write the words on the reel. Then it took me about 20 minutes to write the caption. And then five minutes to do the, the, to the um, cover photo and then post it. So roughly 45 minutes to an hour, but that was a really super easy reel that I didn't really have to, you know, think of something super creative for it in terms of a million um, transitions or a million clothing um, transitions or whatever that might look like. However, the more complex reels can take maybe even an hour and a half. Sometimes it takes me half an hour to find the perfect song. Yeah. So it really does vary reel to reel. It can take you half an hour if you are doing something quick and easy. can take you an hour and a half. Some people can take them two hours. It really just depends where you're at in your reel journey because, you know, if you're doing it quite often like myself, you can get a reel 
in and out in half an hour, which is uh, great. Yeah, and I guess the looking at it from an ROI perspective, the amount of growth you get from that oh, yeah. compared to maybe you spend an hour and a half writing a blog post, you kind of look at it in terms of where's my time spent better and it's probably spent more productively on a reel versus, a reel. yeah. Imagine all of the eyeballs that you can get on that reel. So essentially, imagine you've got a blog post. Another great idea for content ideas is to take your blog posts and turn them into reels or to take your old posts and turn them into reels. Repurposing content is a gem. Um, But let's say you've spent an hour and a half creating this blog post and it talks about the four things you need to be more productive in your life or in your business. So that's your blog post, an hour and a half. Let's say you've got a 1,000 followers on Instagram. Maybe 300 people see that post, but maybe 30 people click on the link in your bio to actually read it because there's a barrier to entry there. People Mm. need to actively, oh, I need to leave Instagram. I need to go to the website, go to the link in the bio. Then I need to read it. People's attention span right now, three seconds. You have three seconds to hook them in. If you cannot hook them in in three seconds, you have lost them. And that's something that we teach inside of our Rises Reels course, how to hook in your audience in three seconds. But essentially, if you're saying, hey, the link in my bio, go and do it, read, read, the, read the blog, this blog better be so freaking good for me to be able to go in and read because essentially going back into your the link in your bio is already three seconds. Yeah. Already too long. Whereas a reel, you can then repurpose that content. So the four things that you need to be more productive in your, in your business, let's say um, having uh, time blocking, um, hiring staff, um, having your priorities straight, and then also having no phone time. Let's just say those are your four things. Create a reel that really talks about, okay, here are the four things that you need. One, two, three, four. Follow me for more tips. How quick and easy is that? Go yeah. into your caption and then elaborate on it in your caption. The thing that I find is quite frustrating and I, and I see people do this and I'm like, you need to join the course. <laughs> <laughs> um, people think that their reels are blog posts because they are so used to writing and writing and writing that they don't understand the, the concepts or the ideas behind short form content. So instead of just doing here are the four things, you know, priorities, time blocking, calendar, et cetera, they're writing um, time blocking for X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, calendar, make sure you get a calendar that does this and this and this and this. And I'm like, this yeah. is a blog post. And you can't actually hold your finger and read that. I always find that when someone's got too much text or it's too small, I'm like, I can't read a thing that's on there because <laughs> like, I can't stop it. Exactly. And so it really just hinders the ability for your audience to connect with it. And mm. essentially it was a wasted reel. So you mean that the caption's the point that you extrapolate and expand on that? Exactly. Exactly right. So you've mentioned your course. As someone with a course myself, there's two, like it's very different to having a a client-facing business and it can be really difficult to manage the two between each other. So how have you managed to, you know, package up all this amazing wisdom and expertise that you have with Reels into a course make it something that people want, but also manage that on the side with a booming coaching and client-based business? Yeah. So um, one thing that has really helped me is to build out a team that I can trust and can do the work 
that I would do normally as well. Um, and But also being sure to train them in the right way because you want to train them to be exactly like how you are so that you know that the job is going to be done and done well. In terms of managing them both, it's really important to time block. So, for example, I'll say, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my main coaching days. I'm going to block out these times for just coaching. Now, obviously, during launch week, launch week is quite busy and I don't slow down in my coaching, even though I should. Um, I just, yeah, I just kind of keep it all going. But sometimes during launch week, I can work extra hours or weekends just to kind of get it done. But the beauty of Rise Reels is that we've created most of the content already. So it's just a, it's just a filtering out course, which is great. Um, and then we just add extra videos as we go, as new features come up and things like that, we'll just add in new videos to uh, teach our reelers how to utilize reels to the best of their ability. So really about setting expectations. Okay, having a timeline as well, setting out, okay, here are the weeks before we launch the course. What needs to be done before we hit these dates? So what day are we launching? What day uh, is cart open? Are we doing any specials or running any bonuses? Are we doing a masterclass? When are we doing that? And then again, what kind of content are we doing in the lead up to this to create a content runway? So being able to manage the time spent for that and then manage the time spent for clients works out really well when I set it out nicely in my calendar. That way I know exactly what I'm working on each and every single day and it gets done rather than me just kind of being like, oh, I've got to do client work or I've got to do this or I've got to do that and then getting caught up. Yes, things and curveballs do come up and that's just the way businesses run. But I do find time blocking and having a calendar that I stick to has worked really well for me to be able to juggle client-facing and, and, and course work together. And so you've how many, co- how many cohorts or, or um, cart opens and closes launches have you done so far? This will be our third. So in two days' time, we are opening the course again for May. Um, Rise with Reels round three. And it is just getting bigger and better every single time. We opened up the cart to our wait list uh, for 24 hours only. And so many people jumped in and got that one already. So I was like, yes, it's so awesome to see people taking fast action. Um, yeah, and each each round just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is awesome. So where we welcomed, we have 200 people who have gone through the course already. Um and just the results that we're seeing from them, not only in terms of, you know, um, vanity-wise in terms of growing their followers, getting engagement, getting reach, but also in their businesses, booking out their services, having to now hire a separate place to host their business because they are too big to work from home anymore. Um, they're getting clients left, right, and center. It's easier for them to book in their clients because they've seen who that person is. They know and like and trust them, but they can with confidence, booking with them as their coach, as their supplier, as their product owner. They're able to connect with their audience a lot more, so they're able to make more sales. It has just been an exponential growth in all facets of their businesses because, you know, this feature is there to be used. Why not utilize it and make it work for you? I'm, I'm a huge advocate in making your content work for you, not working for your content. That's incredible that you've had 200 students go through so far and you're about to open up again, which will just get more people into it. Where do you see there will be a tipping point where you'll you'll have to decide, well, I, I anticipate you'll have to decide between running more courses and continuing with one-on-one coaching and client work. How do you kind of see 
yourself navigating through that? Yeah, I am at a crossroads at the moment because I feel like I'm nearing that position at the moment. Yeah. Course creation does take quite a bit of time, especially when you want to create new things for your audience all the time. Um, and that's that's something that I love. I love course creation. I love creating content to help my audience and help as many people as I can. And when you're doing one-on-ones, you're, you're time-strapped essentially yeah. um, to certain certain times. So one thing that I am going to start introducing is group programs as opposed to one-on-one sessions. I will do a few one-on-one sessions here and there, but I think group coaching programs will be the way that I would move forward. I would say going on from July onwards. So I'm booked out for coaching up until July. So from July onwards, I'll be going into um, group coaching programs. But then um, my co-creator, Alicia, and I were going to be building out Rise of Reels further um, and doing so many fun things that we have plans for not just Rise's Reels but for businesses in general because she's also an Instagram coach as well. So she's done the same transition as I have, went from content creator and social media manager to now content creator and Instagram coach. And, yeah, we've been able to grow our businesses and grow our brands just by using Reels and becoming the go-to person for Reels so then we're going to be creating, you know, fun and engaging courses and products. We've already been creating e-products that have been selling really well. Um, and so, yeah, just building that. So trajectory, I would think having a team under me that is going to work with the social media management clients that I do have and any other ones that do decide to come on. However, I'm not actively promoting that because it's not something that I want to fully dedicate to because, again, I then need to oversee all of the other ones. So right now for what I have, the, t- the, the amount of work that I have is great um, until I start reducing one-on-ones and then bringing on some more group coaching. So I think only time will tell, but that is the projection that I'm going at the moment. So exciting. Well, I just thank you so much for joining me today. It has been so amazing to hear about the rapid growth of your business and transitioning from a social media manager where you could get really burnt out really easily and then building all these different pillars of your business that allow you to diversify your income, but also pursue different passions. So it's just been incredible to talk to you and I really appreciate it. Can you please tell people where they can get in touch with you or connect with you online if they want to hear more about your course and the services that you offer? Of course. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. It's um, it's so fun to talk about and learn about other people's you know business journey because there's no two ways that someone makes there's no one way that someone makes a business. It's it's completely up to you. I remember when I was first starting my business, I didn't have a website. I had a website a year later. People, uh, there was this one person that would just keep on slamming me for not being a real business, for not having a website. Who? Like oh. as someone online? Yes. What do you like, mean? Like you made her- fully me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, that per- it, it was a reflection on that person, not on me because they were intimidated by how much I was growing. Yeah. At this time, I had like a 1,000 followers when this was happening, but intimidated by how much I was growing, how much engagement I was having, the audience that I was building, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, my, my advice as well is don't let anyone define what a business looks like for you. You need to create a business in your own time, in your own space, and the way that you want to build it, not the way that someone else thinks that you should build it because there's no one way to build a business. But 
To find me online, you can head over to Instagram and search up the socialista with an underscore and you will see me there. I share daily tips and tricks all about Instagram, all about managing business, your business um, and also all things reels. We can get lots of real ideas, tips, tricks, transitions to help you really nail your reels. And then our course is Rise with Reels. You can find that on Instagram as well. And we are opening the next rounds. So that is super, super exciting. But yeah, we teach business owners and brands how to nail their Instagram Reels, bring in some more audience um, attention and bring in some more impact in just four weeks. So yeah, that's such a fun, fun course. And yeah, so, so super excited to, to start that one again. Thank you. I have just loved talking to you. No worries. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that chat. Make sure you do follow Monique on Instagram. The links are in the show notes because she has such engaging reels and they're so good. Her transitions are amazing and a girl can only dream. So she's someone that I highly recommend following on social media. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Kegith underscore on Instagram and feel free to rate and review the podcast. That would be fantastic. And again, I'll be taking a little break from the pod in a few weeks, but we've still got a few episodes to enjoy. So in the meantime, I will talk to you next week.